EBOMD phone lines. I'm Tony Thompson. Do you EBO? She's vice president of the Parents TV and Media Council. We're going to talk about scarce family programming with Melissa Hansen. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. And I, I spoke about this a little bit earlier, reminiscent of you coming up, obviously, but it's so stinking true the other day we were trying to find a movie for my little grandson monkey and i to watch together and if the cartoons aren't voluptuously sexy then they'll find a way to fit a boob into everything even if it's just a statue of boobs they will fit boobs into everything and (laughs) i know everyone has them but i would like to not have to explain that to you know a, a little kid a baby yeah yeah. So it's hard I to find stuff. It it absolutely is, and I think yours is a very common experience, and it's part of what prompted this study because we were trying to figure out, is this just a perception problem or is this the reality? And it is, in fact, the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could exhaust probably within one year the entire inventory of GNPG-rated content across all the major streaming services, um, and that's a, that's a pretty sad state of affairs. It is. And even PG-13 have so much suggestive material in them that I cover his eyes through every yeah. every 50 seconds or so. I'm like, oh, and I have to pull up, you know, a blanket over his eyes. He's like, what, what? And then I have to explain why he can't see it. And then I might as well have let him see it. Because I have to explain <laughs> right. why he couldn't see it. And it's just so right. frustrating. Right. And, and of course, PG-13 today isn't what PG-13 used to be either because we have this phenomenon of ratings creep, right? So they're inserting more F-words, for example, into PG-13 rated content. You know, we, did, we did this analysis with Stranger Things um, about a year ago um, and the number of F-words in Stranger Things, which is rated TV-14. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, is, it is really tough on parents. When people used to only say, well, primetime television has this, has that. But you got to remember, if you are streaming and your kids have an account, they can slip onto your account and they can watch anything they want. I I learned that the hard way. So um, streaming, just because it says it's for TV 14, doesn't mean it's maybe the way you run your household. So it's, it's hard to know with that rating to watch for things. Now, I don't actually care about the F word. I don't. He's not allowed to say it, but I don't die of shock when I hear it. But when it comes to full frontal nudity and stuff like that, when I was a kid, that was a triple X film. Now it's a rated R. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I I think is important for parents to recognize that, um, you know, with with these streaming services, it's sort of like the Wild West. There's there's (laughs) there's no sheriff in town. And uh you know, very often you're getting very, very explicit content on the same streaming services that are offering, you know, uh, Sesame Street or Harry Potter or (laughs) My Little Pony. Um, And it it is, as as you pointed out, very, very easy for kids to uh, get past the parental controls. Um, You know, the default, for example, on Mac, this is a newly rebranded and relaunched HBO streaming service which is the only place right now where you can stream um, uh, Sesame Street. That's, you know, they, na- they now own Sesame Street. So if you want to have that for your preschooler, 
um, it is very easy for them to get out of the kid's profile and over to an adult profile mm-hmm. um, and where they have some of the most explicit content you can imagine. Right. And you can block it from your own profile, I think. I don't have Max because I don't even want the baby to watch Sesame Street because of their political agenda. They'll have him wanting to kill himself by he's 12 because he thinks climate change is going to kill him anyway. So uh, yeah. it's just... it. We've gone off the rails here, Melissa. We really have. So what do you suggest we do? What do we do? Yeah, <clears throat> there are, fortunately, um, uh, there's an emerging market of family-friendly streaming services. So I think we need to think outside of the box a bit and get out of this mindset of sticking with legacy media and the streaming pr- uh, platforms that they offer. You know, NBC now, you stream NBC content from Peacock. If you used to be a fan of stuff on CBS, you now get that from Paramount, uh, Paramount Plus and so forth. So I think we need to break out of the mold of thinking we have to stick with legacy media and let's start exploring some of these up-and-coming streaming services that are much more family-friendly and family-focused. There's Up, Faith and Family. There's Great American uh, Pure, Pure Flix. There's INSP. There's um, Dove. So there are some great alternatives out there. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to stick with those um, major streaming platforms like Netflix or Amazon Prime Video, um, I would highly recommend getting a, some sort of a filtering service similar to ClearPlay or VidAngel, uh, mm-hmm. which would allow you to filter out the content that you don't want. Um, but it's important chiefly for parents to be aware of what the problem is so that they can be on top of things, especially if you allow your kid to have a smartphone or some sort of Internet-connected device. Uh, because what we find often happens is that within the family, everybody sort of retreats to their separate corners of the house after dinner um, and consumes media on their own. So we need to be encouraging a culture where families are spending that time together um, and engaging in the same activity, watching the same things. So um, it takes a lot of homework. It takes a lot of effort to find something that the whole family can watch. Yeah. Uh, but it is worth the effort. If they're under 12. If they're over 12, I don't even want to watch the same stuff that they're watching. <laughs> I, honestly, it's just so dumb that I can't stand it. Uh, like the the Hannah Montana crowd, I, I never, ever understood. I, I just I didn't get it. But anyway... Um, I do try to protect the baby as much as I can. It's why I got rid of Cable, because there was no way for me to stop him from surfing to find whatever he wanted to watch. There was no way to yeah. put a control on that. It just Cable was Cable. Um, yeah. They said you could subscribe to certain channels, but then they come with these channels, and it, it's just convoluted and impossible. So I switched to subscription television, and I found out it's not any better <laughs> trying to so I created his own account I put a password on mine but he can figure it in in 20 minutes he's going to figure it out so yeah. we're kind of damned if we do damned if we don't yeah I think the real danger with these streaming services is that they kind of give you this illusion of greater control right. um but but they don't tell you how much worse the content is and you know Max we were just talking about a moment ago now they have naked attraction um, which is the most um, obscene premise uh, for a reality dating program. You know, the, the first thing you learn about a prospective romantic partner is what they look like naked, which is um, just so, so. No value so for twisted. our personal, yeah. personal love. I mean, there's no, right. there's no value on self-respect anymore. Uh, 
I, I, I'm not going to lie. I watched Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor Nation. I watch all of that stuff. Um, at least, you know, they might be scantily clad, but they're not naked. It's right. not any worse than he'd see at the swimming pool. But um, there, there are some shows that I'm shocked where the sexuality pops up, for lack of a better term. But we actually, even if I'm watching alone, I will fast forward through the sex scenes because who wants to watch that? What's wrong with people? Why do they think that that needs to be in there? Are we that no, it's sick? So, it's so voyeuristic and, 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 and awkward and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine being on a first date. Let's watch this film. Okay, well, half of it is these two people doing the dirty. I don't want to watch that. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm, people are like, you're such a prude. I'm like, no, I just don't, not a voyeur, and I have self-respect. There's a big difference. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, so if we want to get in on something like this, the main thing is do your homework. Do your homework, yeah, and and look into some of these um, family friendly streaming options instead. They, and I mean, some of these are really great. They 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 are programming specifically with families in mind, so you don't need to worry about what kind of inappropriate stuff your kids might catch there. Yeah, I've I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Don't throw things at me, but I've never seen it. <laughs> I've heard that Peter Dinklage is really awesome in there, but I've never seen a never seen a single episode. I've never seen an episode of the Kardashians. I've not, I'm I'm one of those people who, if it's it's off putting to me just by its title, I'm not going to watch it. But yeah. I should probably pay a little more attention. But you know, I like I I I, I am a subscriber to Discovery, even though there are, there are a few things on there that I don't want the kids to watch, but I didn't let them create an account so that they're not on there too. So you can do that as well. Just don't give them an account. Right. And you can put a code on yours. Right. And, but, and, and then I think, you know, if you're going to let your kids have a smartphone, you also need to make sure that um, they're not putting some of these streaming apps on their phone so that they're watching this content outside of your purview. Yeah. Well, they're all on these hidden apps. We don't know we're on their phones because it looks like schoolwork. I mean, they are smarter than we are, Melissa. Let's just admit it. (laughs) They really are. So I look for PG and G and, you know, sometimes PG-13. And I try to watch the movie before I watch it with the baby, but we don't always have time for that. So the best thing we can do is just try to avoid, avoid as much as possible and then be ready to explain if something happens. Yeah, and, and watching with your kids, and that's why the family viewing experience is so critical, is because, um, you know, research shows that uh, whatever negative effects a child may may um, get from watching some of this content can be mitigated by having a parent present. So mm-hmm. if you're there in the moment and can, can share your values with them and talk to them about what they saw on the screen, it can lessen the impact of some of this harmful content that kids might be might be absorbing. So that's why it's so important to watch with your kids and not just, you know, throw your hands up in resignation and say, well, he's going to do his thing and I'm going to do my thing and that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. I just had a listener say, uh, you have a problem with sexuality, but you let your grandchild watch zombies and war movies. Yes, I do, because I think zombies are awesome. And second of all, war movies are realistic in that you have to fight evil sometimes as good to shut down the bad guy. Case in point, Israel and Hamas, if you want to get nasty about it. But 
I, I don't I don't see that as a problem when them seeing something that could realistically happen before they are ready to partake in something sexual that they don't understand at all. They don't, they don't get it. But war is something we hear about on a daily basis. Their sexuality is something that should wait until they're old enough, mature enough to handle what that's all about. And um, we can't hide the news from them and what's going on in the world because that is a need to know type thing for me anyway. Melissa Hansen is Vice President of Parents TV and Media Council. Where do they go to learn more about programming and how they can find something that is family-friendly, Melissa? Yeah, you can check us at parentstv.org and also uh, follow our social pages for updates and ways to take action. Just look for the Parents Television Media Council official page. Yeah, do that. And Melissa and I don't agree on everything. She probably wouldn't let her kids watch the zombie apocalypse, but (laughs) I do because I need to know which team to put them on. So when it happens, I've got A, B, C, and D team. So I'm ready. Thank you, Melissa. Well, my, my, my son is prepared for the zombie apocalypse. So oh. he, he'd probably be right right there on Team Plan. Just Yes, yeah. Just remember, you've got to shoot him in the head. Shooting him anywhere else isn't going to do you any good. Right in the head. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.